Advisory notice for our listeners. This episode contains mentions of death and drugs. It's kind of the fun stuff. If you're into that, stick around. If not, I'll see you in the next episode. Well, it's funny because like when I feel like it's like when someone has like something, they're like doing something. It's like, is it better to die when you're at your peak and then you always remember it as like, oh, you were amazing? Or, yeah. or do you just keep going and then eventually your work turns to shit? And then it's like, when you die, people don't remember the last 20 years of things you did. They're just like, yeah. remember that thing 20 years ago? <laughs> it's amazing. You know, so the yeah. dying in mid-episode is pretty good. That's a good idea. Yeah, like, and then I'll have yeah. to get someone to publish it for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. i just give the recording to the guest and be like, you're cursed with this now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Tom Meets Interesting People. This is the podcast where I meet everybody from nuclear engineers to voice actors and talk about their life, their work and what they are passionate about. My guest today is Jeremiah Ukpomrefri, who is a Vancouver-based author and stand-up comedian. Uh, he's written articles for The Runner, uh, The Real Anna and Envy magazine. And his debut novel, Hive, released in March 2021, which is the first of the Arcane Volumes series. And as a comedian, his style has been described as a mix of clever observations with a subversive darkness, all performed under this fail of innocence. And he's also a co-founder of a comedy production team. So, you know, there's that too. Uh, called Funny Side Up Productions. And um, in his messages to me, he said he really hopes this comedy thing works out. But I think from all the stand-ups that I found of you, I think it sounds like it is um, working out. So Jeremiah, warm, warm welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, you're most welcome. I just want to pick up on the observations first off. I imagine that observations, they go really well with both your creative writing and your comedy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say it's more, goes more with comedy, because it's just like a little more, because observations with writing is just like, it's a lot more uh, subtle of like yeah. what you're trying to say. You can't, you know, necessarily push your opinion too hard or it comes across as preachy. Yeah. With comedy, you can just do like, you don't have to have a fucking moral when you make an observation. You can just be like, <laughs> I think, <laughs> like, you know, you can just talk about cups, you know, or something like that. It doesn't have to be something deep. So that's definitely, there's definitely a difference there um but yeah so comedy it's definitely heavier with the observation yeah fair dues fair dues so have you always been kind of an observant person like naturally or is it a skill that you've developed over the years well i think it's because like i in general a pretty quiet person and Mm. when i was a kid growing up i was pretty quiet so then you know through doing that you kind of watch people and you just watch the world and then that's where i learned how to observe a lot um so that's where that kind of comes from, just being awkward, like, honestly. So, yeah, I've been observational my whole life. I've definitely sort of noticed that there is definitely a, a sort of like this kind of dichotomy um, in comedians where their onstage presence is going to be very sort of observational, very active. But when you when you meet them, they are sort of quiet and observant people. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like the same kind of thing happening for you as well. 
Yeah, yeah, it's weird. A lot of people say that. Like a lot of people say about comedians, it's like they're less awkward on stage than off stage, which is I think that's my thing too. I'm like yeah. I'm more comfortable on stage than yeah off stage. So yeah, because yeah. I think we've got a great comedian over here, um, and it's a shame he never made it um, international. A guy called Lee Evans, um, okay. who retired, um, absolutely hilarious comedian, and he he uses hyperbole for everything. Hmm. Um, but yeah, you meet him outside of the stage and he's just him he's, he's he's quiet and reserved um so i just find that really interesting yeah yeah that's interesting how lee evans i don't think i've ever heard of him is he like so he re- is he like a lot older or like was he like a younger comedian? oh god how old is he now i think he's in his 40s like he oh, okay yeah. uh, to give you an idea of how successful he is he was able to retire um, oh wow. yeah that's uh, that's really successful for a comedian he's like, currently 58 i just googled him now he's 58 okay. and then uh i think he retired 2010 like he announced oh it God. on the jonathan Ro- 2014 he retired so he would have been i can do math uh some years old like i think okay. about 40 yeah. yeah 41 42 he would have been to, uh, well, if you yeah, if you could retire at forty one in a comedian as a comedian, that's really successful. Like that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> that's when most people are really start like really getting success <laughs> was when they're forty one. So yeah, good yeah. for him. And I imagine you're you we with how successful you're being right now as well. You want to retire at forty one as well. Uh, so oh, that's yeah, your challenge course. now. Yeah, that exactly. is your absolute yeah. challenge right now. You are going yeah. to retire at forty one, and I will still be doing this podcast, however many years yeah. in the future, and I will <laughs> bring you back. Downloads. Maybe you'll... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, just you just got to two hundred, like there. Yeah, and there, then it's please, like please. okay, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like you would like? There's you would have an endpoint of like do the podcast of like oh once I get to this level then I'm like done because I peaked or like uh, would it be like. Uh, oh i don't know i don't know um part of me would just like it to like grow and grow and grow and then i die mid-episode um just like (laughs) tommy cooper on the stage just sort of yeah just 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 go um just go yeah i don't know i mean we're still early days we're still in the first season so it's who knows what could happen um i need to buy a second mic as well because i've only got the one right now um yeah you're doing good man i like it yeah well, it's funny because like when I feel like it's like when someone has like something, they're like doing something. It's like, is it better to die when you're at your peak and then you always remember it as like, oh, you were amazing? Or, yeah. or do you just keep going and then eventually your work turns to shit? And then it's like, <laughs> when you die, people don't remember the last 20 years of things you did. But it's like, remember that thing 20 years ago? <laughs> it's amazing. You know, so that yeah. dying in mid episode is pretty good. That's a good idea. Yeah. Like, and then I'll have yeah. to get someone to publish it for me. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I just give the recording to the guest and be like, "You're cursed with this now." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, but imagine being the guest on that, and like you were the yeah, guest on the episode true. he died. It's like um, I, I I don't know who's big over in Vancouver in in like talk shows, with, with, but with America and late night, like it's like Johnny Carson dying or like sort of like ever the big Conan O'Brien going mid episode. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, like, you... I mean, if it's in front of a bunch of, it's if, in, if it's in front of a crowd, it's different because they're they're performed live. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, if you're the guest, then it's just like whatever. But the whole <laughs> audience would be like, "Is this a bit?" Like, the whole <laughs> audience would laugh first, probably, and they'd be like, "What's going on?" <laughs> they'd be like, "The security comes on." That they're everyone probably think it's funny until they realize it's true. So. Oh my yeah. god, they they literally did as well when Tommy Cooper passed. 
Um, who's, if you say his name to anyone in Britain who's over the age of 92, they'll know who he is. Okay. Um, and he was literally, I think it was in the second half of his show, he was just about doing a bit, and then he kind of, in pure comic timing, he collapsed to the floor. And people thought, oh, this is hilarious. Oh, my God. Right up until the moment they realized, oh, wait, he's not getting up. Holy Someone shit. Go poke him. Yeah. It's yeah. just like... <laughs> But that's a great way to die for a comedian. Like, if you're doing well, like, what other moment would you want to die other than, like, having sex? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not tragic. It's, yeah. That's a happy, that's a happy story. That's a yeah. really happy story. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so talking of comedy, how did you get into this? Uh, I was watching a lot of stand-up at the time. And, I, like, I was actually watching Louis C.K., so. Yeah. But yeah, I was watching his show, and then I literally just the thought popped in my mind of, oh, I wanted, I want to do this. I want to try stand up. So then I started writing jokes, and I started learning how to write a joke. And then I didn't do it from that initial thought to actually doing it. it took like almost a year. Yeah. Of like, of like, oh, like so it took a long time, and then I just went up, did it like six times, didn't do it for a year and a half, and then started up again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? What did you do in that? Like period between starting it and then that year and a half what did what did you do in that in that oh i was just i just was like just like i was writing but then i, I was just like i just was just living life i just like and then i just started having those thoughts again of like oh i want to try it i want to try it yeah and then yeah I, I was just i don't it's kind of a blur but and then i started it again and then it kind of ruined my life so i wonder where i'd be if i didn't do it you know yeah yeah and i think yeah. like that's that's something like i i really want to pull over with this podcast it's like I spent like two and a half years thinking about this show right? and, yeah. and doing this probably even longer. If you, if we, if we imagine like, cause I was a sad kid mm. uh, growing up when I was a teenager, I didn't want to be like a famous footballer or whatnot. Uh, I wanted to be a late night talk show host. Right. But I also lived in the UK and we don't have late night talk shows. Um, so you can see the mistake that I was making uh, yeah. <laughs> there. Um, but yeah. So how long have you been doing this now? Uh, I've been doing stand-up for about, it's like three and a quarter years now. Nice. It would have been four, but it's like with COVID, it's like we weren't performing for at least a year. So I've been doing it for like three years yeah. in a bit. So, yeah. I mean, no one's going to take you off for adding the extra year. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not going to take you off. I'm not your mother. Um, yeah. and, and we can say like COVID was just, yeah, what a weird period of time. That was literally a decade. Like that entire first year of COVID was just a decade over here. I don't know what it was like for you guys in Canada, yeah. but well, definitely because like for us, is like is it was a few months of a lockdown and then they lifted it again and then they lifted it and it was like life kind of partly went back to normal, but yeah. there wasn't like concerts or anything like that. Like a lot of the fun stuff wasn't there. Yeah, and then we locked down again for like nine months, which was rough. But what was it like for you? Like, did you guys lift it or? Yeah, same kind of thing. Like we had the first lockdown kick off in March, and I think that went till about May ish. And then um, we had this really weird summer period where they were like, "Go out and restart the economy, yeah, but don't restart it good enough, yeah, like, yeah, like exactly. <laughs> not yeah. that well, like, like, and and we still had social distancing, and oh, I can't remember what it was called because our chancellor at the time, who nearly became our prime minister, Rishi Sunak, he, I think he introduced this Rishi's dishes or something like that. 
or some kind of weird slogan, which was to try and encourage us to go uh, into restaurant environments and help the industry out, which is, 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 they generally did need a lot of help during that, as well as the creative arts and our theatre industry almost collapsed here in the UK. Right. Um, and yeah, and then we had another lockdown, and then um, we had a will they, won't they lockdown in the run-up to Christmas. Oh, okay. And yeah, and then I think in the new year, we kind of just forgot about it. And then he's like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, over time, that's what happened with everyone, I feel like. Because at first it was like, oh, it's just, no, it's like, we, we all got to be safe. But then over time, everyone was like, I don't give a fuck what the prime minister has to say. Like, here, yeah. anyway. like, every, every, it's just like, yeah, it, everyone, like liberals, conservatives, it didn't matter. Like, everyone was just like, fuck this. I don't care. So, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, over in the UK, we we're just like, what's Boris saying? I, yeah. I don't know what he's saying. I'm just observing his hair flop back yeah, and that's forth. It, yeah. <laughs> Well, you guys, I mean, we, you guys have a, I feel like it must have been tough for him because we have, do you know what Canada's prime minister looks like? Like Justin Trudeau? Uh, yeah, he's, um, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he's, he's a handsome guy, but yeah. you know, so I feel like people kind of listen to that. Boris Johnson isn't, so it's like, it's no. hard to, no, it's, it's hard to get people to listen. <laughs> I mean, we've just replaced Boris Johnson with, um, with Liz Truss, who cannot navigate her way out of a room. Uh, quite literally, oh, there no. is video of her. I have to send it to you afterwards. A uh, video of her getting lost, leaving a room where the door is literally—you can see it from the stage. It's like right there, and she's just like, "This is our prime minister now." Oh shit! I'm right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. It's okay. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. We'll be fine. Um. So, funny side up productions. Um, I believe you set that up with um Abdul Ali. Is that correct? Yeah, Abdul Ali. Yeah. Um, tell me about how this got started and what do you do? Okay. Yeah. There's actually a bit of a story to how it started. It used to be three uh three people. We used to have a different thing together. Yeah. But then the third guy was <laughs> taking money <laughs> from the funds. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know that's a dark turn, but then we were like, okay, well, we'll just work together. So that's how that started. And then it's just like, we just pretty much produce a bunch of shows uh, in Vancouver. Uh, I'm moving to Toronto pretty soon, so I'll be producing stand-up shows there. And then we also put together tours like through Funny Side Up. So it's been, it's been a journey and it's fun, but it's also a lot of difficulty. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, what do you, uh, what do you else do you want to know about it? If you um... So it's kind of like, kind of almost a, actually it is a production company and you like yeah, sort of exactly. set things up for other comedians and you make yeah. those opportunities. Yeah. Oh, that sounds absolutely um, epic. And I actually answered my question. Nice and easy. <laughs> well, it's mostly to do, give myself stage time. Like I wouldn't do Fair it if enough. I wasn't on. Fair enough. Like I don't I... give a shit about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, need like, to, I just need them to fill the time. Like, I don't yeah, yeah. It's like as 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 the host, I could just decide. Oh, in editing, I'm just going to talk now for 25 minutes. Yep, yeah, that's exactly. Me. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So, what do you currently have? Um, who 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 have you currently got? And what what kind of tours are you doing? Who what comedians can we expect to see? Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny that you say the 27th because let me see my calendar. Okay, so that week we have. Oh my god, that's the week that like we have a couple shows. Like we have a show at a we have like a show at a if you're in Vancouver, uh the new Amsterdam Cafe, which is like a show where you can smoke weed and watch nice. a show. And then we have a brewery, a show at like we have two different shows at breweries coming up. So it's like we try to do different kinds of shows. And then uh 
we'll also be on the road the weekend before that, uh, just in a Vancouver Island, if you're down there, which is, you know, when we're on the road, we do a lot of weird places. Like, we do a lot of really sad bars, yeah. you know, like places that are like, you know, like the place where you walk in and like everyone in there is like, they're like banned from there, but sometimes they're, re- they're in there. It's just <laughs> a lot of sad old men with regrets. Their daughters don't talk to them kind of deal. Yeah. So sometimes we do that when we're on the road. Small town Canada is a weird vibe. So, but what do you do? You like those sad bars, or like what do you? Prefer? Oh God! Like there is, there is. I, I I don't know what the word is for them, but there is there is something almost poetic, kind of like almost. I don't want to say supernatural. That's the wrong word because that suggests that now they're full of vampires and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, or Sam and Dean are just going to come in and um and um I don't know do stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're, what they're going to do, but yeah, like we've, we've we got a couple of curious bars down here, down here, over here in the UK. Like we got one up in Nottingham that is, but it's not sad because it's, it's brilliant. It's called the Pit and the Pendulum. Uh, that is um, an Edgar Allan Poe uh, pub. Oh, shit. And okay. it literally, you, it's like you walked into his work. Um but yeah, no, I've been to a few up in Northampton where I went to uni, where it's been like hidden down little alleys and then yeah. other little alleys, and you think you're going to get mugged or stabbed or something. Mm. Uh, and then you go in there, and you're like, actually, no, this is a pretty, pretty chill, pretty brilliant place. Well, you guys definitely have some, I feel like you guys have better bars than we do. Because like, you mentioned that like, oh, Edgar Allan Poe, it's like, we don't have artsy stuff. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, to tell but, the yeah, truth. No, most people in the bars we're at, it's like, they haven't read a book in like, yeah. <laughs> ever. Like, that's like, <laughs> that's kind of the vibe there. But yeah, yeah to, okay. To cool. tell the truth, that Edgar Allan Poe one is like an hour and a bit away from me, because I live down in Milton Keynes. Oh, okay. So yeah. if you were to come to MK at any point, um, just just randomly, just pop on a plane, you know, just pop over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you would you would see like this town is just American, like it is straight really? lines with like kind of grid roads. Everything is American style, and it, it, everything is like just 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 just, just it's just mini America. Okay. Like you can't get anywhere walking. You technically can, but you can't get anywhere like kind of walking here. And then yeah, we've got the grid roads and we just got like the shopping center, which is just one long straight line. And it's so it's it's cool but depressing at the same time. Like okay. I'll slander MK, but at the same time yeah. I'll um A mini America. Wow. Yeah, it's, give it a Google when we're done. Um it is okay. uh yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of a really weird place. Um but yeah, it gobbled up Actually, you just got me talking now. This is going to be my episode. Uh, <laughs> it's hey, your show, man. <laughs> you can just edit me out. Just like, fuck it. Yep. Sorry, Jeremiah. You're gone. Yeah. You're gone. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. We got, we got a really good one, though, called the Bry Shack, which does South African food. And it is just, just, it is, they just spoil you when you go in there because they just give you the biggest portions of food. Oh, but it's like hidden. It, it's, kind of connected to a pub which is the most traditional working class english pub that you could imagine so you kind of have this weird dichotomy between the exotic sort of well at least for for, for us pitiful brits the exotic sort of south african taste and then you've got the sort of i'm going to be stabbed in watford pub oh okay in the same building but it's like Mm. it's, it's really really cool um so before we chat about your book um something that i i've always kind of wanted to ask um ask ask a comedian is what's the current state of the comedy world at least where you are yeah. and what changes would you like to see 
Okay. Well, I mean, I think that the current state is a state that it's been in forever. So it's like, there's a lot of drama, a surprising amount of drama. If you're into that, you'll fucking love it because it's like, there's so much gossip and shit. (laughs) If you're not a gossipy person, you'll be like, this is bullshit. Uh, But it's weird because it's like a bunch of grown dudes talking shit about each other, but none of them are doing well in life. (laughs) So it's like, we got to get ourselves together first. You can't, I'm just saying, like, you can't talk shit about someone when your lips haven't kissed someone for a year. You know, you got to get yourself (laughs) together first. So it's a lot of that. Uh, It's kind of clicky in a lot of ways, but at the same time, people are also pretty nice. It's just that everyone spends so much time together that, like, a lot of everybody's ugly sides come out, including me. That's kind of a thing. Uh, In terms of, like, a lot of people think that, like, oh, my God, it's a... you can't say anything anymore. That's not true. It's just like a very small percentage of people who are actually like really mad about like if someone says something offensive. It's a really small, but when the people who are like that get mad, they're like, it seems a big deal because they get really loud about it kind of deal. So yeah, it's not like that kind of side of stuff isn't really a huge deal. But uh, like I've only gotten in trouble from like one audience member ever in three years of doing it of someone being like, that was fucked up to say, but they didn't even do anything. They were just like, that joke and i was like yeah and then they just like yeah and then they just like that was it so you know i don't know so that was it could yeah. have been your prime minister maybe that's what she did <laughs> she I mean, I yeah i mean yeah. she is a joke so yeah so, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so what what would you like to see changed like is um would you like to see maybe uh, the route into comedy changed or do you want to see something on the larger picture what, what, yeah. what you like to see i mean I, i'm in canada so i just say like there's because canada doesn't have a lot of industry opportunities yeah canada doesn't have a lot of comedy clubs so that's kind of the main two things i change but i'm moving out of canada in like a year anyway after a year in toronto so i don't give a shit about <laughs> i'm gonna move to spain so i'll hope i'll see what spain is like and then oh, i'll nice see, like, yeah yeah um, like what yeah, no, no, you go, you go, you go. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I just need to, I've never been done comedy there, so I need to see what the changes are there, and then I'll, but, like, yeah, I just think more industry opportunities for different types of comedians, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely, yeah, because, like, I think you definitely see that there's loads of stand-up comedians, but, like, that's just one part of the comedy genre, isn't it? Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I love how also I I accidentally now just uh now just inferred that we have too many stand-up comedians. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we do though. We actually do. That's actually a good. That's a good point. Oh my god! I was gonna ask you like, oh, should I become a comedian? Um, you should, if you want, yeah. Why not, man? No, no, honestly, people will just look at my face and just go, "What is that?" And like, just <laughs> oh, not <shit>. listen. <laughs> Yeah. Like, this is why it's an audio podcast because like no okay, one can see yeah. my face. You don't do video? <laughs> no, no. I might uh, okay, I do occasional bits of video here and there, okay. but like it's okay. like the camera is up there two miles away. Um yeah. and yeah, you can't see me. <laughs> okay, got you. Got you. Yeah, if you come back to stay actually don't put us because you can get really cheap flights from here to Spain. So like when you move to Spain, we'll do an in-person one and uh, I'll just have to get through Brexit and all of that lot. Okay, um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, let's 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 do this. Um yeah. so yeah, um making more opportunities for comedians, that's something you definitely want to do. Um, and that's kind of what Funny Side Up Productions is doing, which is absolutely epic. Uh let's move on now to your book, uh to your debut novel, Hive. You released that last year. Yeah. Yes. Wow, oh god, I've lost track of time. So you released Hive last year. Um, for those of us um who don't know you, can you introduce your book for us? 
Yeah, uh, Hive is a soft uh, sci-fi novel, uh, new adult. It's based off of just there was an alien that invaded Earth uh, years before the story. Humans managed to defeat the alien, but that wrecks you know what was left of civilization. And then as humans are trying to rebuild, they find that the alien slowly starts coming back. And there's more to the alien than was originally thought. And then it's about you know this character and his squad slowly discovering the truth about mm-hmm. the alien. Yeah, yeah. Because the truth will keep his. Um, you'll find that out when uh, when you actually go buy the book, which uh, exactly. I yeah. hope everyone does. Um, yeah. So, what were your big inspirations behind creating Hive? Um, well, I was writing like screenplays before. I, I wrote like a really shitty TV show, and then I wrote a shitty movie. Uh, but I was just like, I had a conversation with someone and then I realized they were like, oh, with books, you can just do it with a movie or whatever. You have to like, you have to have someone else to like make it. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So then I was just like, I'm just going to write a book. Uh, the inspiration was just like, it came from like an, I just, a image in my mind of like these characters running from an alien, which is like, and then it was like, I imagined that one of them would like press an EMP, which like disables, uh, technology. And then I would, it would be revealed that one of the characters was an android, but that didn't even make it in the book. Yeah. So that, like, that whole idea that made the book isn't even in it. So, yeah, that was yeah. where it came from. Fair dues, fair dues. Have you got any, like, authors that you, any authors that you really sort of look up to and you're like, I want to be, like, insert name here? Yeah. I mean, I really love George R. R. Martin. Uh, that, and then I love Neil Gaiman as well. Those are, especially, like, the Sandman comics and stuff like oh, yeah. that. And like I just like a lot of comic books too. Like I, I love comics. Graphic novels are great. So those are like probably like my main inspirations between behind uh my books. Yeah. Yeah, that is. And you're also writing at a faster pace than George R. R. Martin. Um I Yeah, think- that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean I can I can forgive the guy. He's fucking just like in his I think he's in his seventies now. I think it's like a lot of fans need to let it go. Like the dude's fucking Oh, yeah. just let him have his money, you know? Yeah. Just let him fucking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? He'll hire you to fi- finish it. And um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's what's going to happen. Like, you're just going to come off this podcast. You're going to get a call from George. You'll be like, yo, Joe yeah, Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> why am I giving George R.R. R. Martin that voice? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, Jeremiah, go fix it for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, would, I would take the job. I mean, I would botch it so bad. The fans would be pissed, but, you know. Yeah, it would be finished. <laughs> That'd be so funny if the next Winds of Winter comes out and it's a bad book. Like I would be so fucking funny. Yeah, that'd be great. Like, yeah, like that last season as well of the show. I was just yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you also mentioned um comic books there, and I'm a little bit of a fan of Dark Horse. Oh, uh, right, the right. publishing company they do yeah. um a lot of stuff there um what what are, what are the comics that you sort of go to what are the graphic novels uh perhaps the manga the comics that you got you go to yeah i mean sandman was definitely one of my favorites um i really like like i liked uh certain runs like if you ever read the uh there was a thor run which is uh what the new movie is kind of based on but it was like about thor losing his hammer that yeah. was a really interesting run uh what else did I like? I really liked, um, I liked the Lucifer spinoff, which was from Sandman. Uh, ooh, what else is there? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's hard, it's hard to say off the top of my head. Like, I honestly, like, because I don't, like, buy comics. I don't have any, like, with me, but, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I like pretty much everything that I can get my hands on if it's good, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say something actually really kind of controversial. I think the Civil War 
movie was better than the comic. Oh, really? I really? The movie. I, <laughs> yeah, no, genuinely, I was just like, the comics. The comic is all right, and it's yeah. doing a great job at establishing everything. But like, I came here to read the Civil War. It's obviously Marvel Civil War. Right. Um, not, um, not, not to do the backstory that I could have done in other other episodes. Mm-hmm. But there we are. There's my bit of controversy for the week. Okay. I've actually never read the comic. I watched the movie, mm-hmm. and my problem with the movie is, and this is my problem with Marvel movies in general, is there wasn't. It felt like there wasn't big consequences like i think one yeah. character should have died at least what or like something like it's just like but they just like they're like we have to continue this for 50 years so oh definitely yeah yeah, gotta, yeah like yeah. the amount of times spider-man should have died peter parker yeah exactly um, <laughs> well i can't call spider-man his first movie that would have been fucking hilarious yeah <laughs> like if it's like we brought spider-man back <laughs> and then he just dies. <laughs> I think the nerd yeah, they so did. I, oh god, there was a comic they did. They did kill him off in. I can't remember which one. Uh, I, 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 it'll come to me when I'm editing, and then I'll just have to put in a put in a future Tom um, edit and just completely ruin the flow of the episode. Um, but you know, what? I might just do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think oh, I'm trying to think what else. Well, what else have I got? Doctor Who. Honestly, brilliant oh. format for a comic. Okay. Absolutely. I've never actually seen Doctor Who at all. I know. Yeah. Oh, okay. I gasp in your the, direction. The British people. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> ah, right. Dude, there's like 30 <laughs> seasons. What am I going <laughs> to No, just start with New Who. Just start with Christopher Eccleston and, and watch 13 seasons instead. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guess 13 seasons of a show that looks really mediocre. Dude, I've seen the special effects. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen it. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's what's considered new who? Like, what year was the new stuff? Okay, 2005. Uh, okay. Christopher Eccleston kicked it off. Uh, he only did a year. There was some backstage drama that happened with that. David Tennant, I think, did it till 2010? Afterwards, 2011? Okay. Um, and then Matt Smith did it for a few years. Um, I think he did five years. Then we had Peter Capaldi, who grunted at everyone. Uh, he was brilliant, and we've just had Jodie Whittaker, who okay. suffered because she's an amazing actress, but she was given the worst possible scripts. Oh, okay, yeah, I've heard the controversy about the new, the newest one. Yeah, so like, yeah. Like my favorite part is Chris Chibnall, who was the writer or writer for Jodie season. He, um, there's a clip of him in the '80s where he was criticizing Doctor Who for being too boring and having no plot lines. And then literally someone played a clip of some of his stuff for Doctor Who and then put his clip on beforehand. I was like, yeah, you, you have become the thing you hate. That's you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's like, is there a new one now or is it still the same? Uh, still going to go. We've got a, um, oh, we don't know who the next Doctor is going to be at this point. Um, oh. like, no, no, tell a lie. We do. Um, there's an actor called uh, Shuti Gatwa. Who is? Okay. Um, you'll really like him if you've if you've watched. Oh, what's he been in? Oh God, what's that program he was in? Um, I'm googling aggressively now. Um, oh God, because my other half loves it. I should know. I have to I have to call him. Uh, ah, I'm editing this. I'm gonna edit this. Yeah, now, you know. Nice. Uh, what was he in? Because I know it. 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 Um. It's not the thick of it. Uh, Oh, God, what was he in? Sex Education. 
That's the one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never seen it. I know who you're talking about. I haven't seen the show, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nah, he's our new doctor, and I'm like, yes! Um, yeah, okay. Because it's like Jodie pissed off half of the right wing for being yeah. a woman, and now uh, Scooty is going to piss off the other half of the yeah, right wing yeah. for being a <laughs> <Just like, laughs> And then every single one should be someone who just gets a group of people mad. That's yeah. what they should do. Because when they, when they go back to a white guy... They're gonna pick up, piss off the liberals. They're gonna be like, "Hey, yeah, yeah." Uh, it'd, be, it'd just be hilarious. Just piss everyone yeah. off. I mean, that's yeah, the whole like... point of it. Yeah. Um, and we've got completely distracted because I also wanted to ask you, um, with your writing, what is your process behind how you write? Yeah. Uh, usually, when I do like plotting, I just like I'll have like the four. I have like four main beats uh, of like, "Hey, incident, incident," and then like midpoint climax falling action and then from those i start to write like this bigger outline yeah and then from the outline that's when i write but i'm also a writer who like discovers things as i go along so it's like sometimes i'll divert a little bit from the plot line but i always know the big ideas of where i'm going and the arcs and symbolism and stuff like that so yeah but you know a lot of stuff is just like discovered along the way so i'm kind of 50 50. yeah um, i think was it stephen king that I think he did Architects and Gardeners. It might be yeah, Stephen King. Oh, it was King. George R. R. Martin, actually. Oh, is it George R. R. Martin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, pretty cool. Um, yeah, anything else you want to sort of mention behind that? Because you, you, you got the outline, and then you add more detail into that, and you discover yeah. it along the way. Um, like, do you have anything that you were just like, if your tank is running empty, that just gets you energized for writing again? Is there anything that you, you go to for that? Uh, no, that's not a mentally healthy thing to do, but it's just like, <laughs> ah, I just do it. I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm not a, yeah, I, I probably should have something, but I just don't. So, no, 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 that's yeah. actually, you know what, that's actually more healthy than, yeah. uh, than just like, yeah, just doing it. Yeah, because there's definitely this like culture of you should burn yourself out to create and you used to be a starving artist. It's like, but. No, that doesn't how it's not how it works psychologically. Yeah, you do. It's just like like I'd say like like fucking eighty percent of writing a book is actually just the discipline of just sitting down and just doing it, which is yeah. a pain in the ass. But it's like you just got to do it, and it is you can't burn yourself out though. Like if you fucking get home from like a fucking twelve hour shift, maybe take a nap first, but you still you still just got to do it. Like there's yeah. no there's no running away from it. So yeah, oh definitely yeah, I I will advocate taking on that. Yeah. Uh, especially after after the work day I had just before we went on recording. Yeah, yeah you um, should have slept before this. I don't know. Honestly, I, <laughs> I wish I had the time. Like I had yeah. maybe an hour, so I could have maybe got a nap in, yeah. perhaps. Well, dude, I uh, I worked overnight uh, last night up until seven. I got home at seven thirty, and I had to wake up at like ten fifty. So I got like I'm only on like two something hours of sleep. Before I started this, I was pretty pissed. I was like, I don't, why am I doing this? I was like. <laughs> I was like, I didn't like your face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most I people like, do. This, they see this. this yeah. But I chose this time, so I only have myself to play. Actually, no. But I'm happy. You, I'm happy that I'm here. Yeah, so, no, I'm. I'm just yeah. super glad. Actually, you ended up. Um, you picked the first time, and then I took an extra bit of money for a job, and then I was like, I need to move it by a few hours. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Um. So we've both picked horrible times for us. Okay. Yeah. No, well, yeah. That's great. You need to think. Like I, we, I need to think. I don't think about this stuff. I was like, I'll be fine. It's whatever. But then yeah. when it gets to it, I'm like, that was so stupid. Like, why did I do that? Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah. And there's like a difference between like what you see and then how it goes. Um, so uh, before we go into our questionnaire, where can I buy your book? Yeah, you can. Uh, it's best to go on my website, www.jeremiahu.com. But it can also be found just on Amazon, any any country. If you just look up Hive uh, Arcane Volumes, and then that'll just pop up. Um, yeah, so those are the two spots where you can find it. Epic. And have you got any stand-up dates coming up? Yeah, if you're, I have a few. If you're in Vancouver, uh, I mean, I won't go through them all. But if if you're in uh, Victoria or Duncan or Nanaimo, British Columbia, uh, I'm going out on the. Uh, next weekend on the 22nd or 22nd, 23rd and 24th. I don't know if it's going to be out by then. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. If you want to just check out my Instagram, which is through my yeah. website, then that's where my shows always are. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. And your Instagram is just your name. Um, yeah. Put it in there. All right. So we're going to kick off or finish with our questionnaires. Um, and these come from the Prost questionnaire, which is from like 18, whatever. Uh, and then were adapted by Bernard Pifo and later by James Lipton, who's my hero. And now I present uh, my um, Canadian maple syrup adaptation to you. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite word? Fuck. <laughs> easily. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. What, why is it your favorite? I just like swearing. It's just, it just adds so much of a punch to whatever you're saying. Mm. I just, it just adds that extra emphasis, you know? Yeah. What's your least favorite word? Oh man. Um least favorite word, Jesus Christ. Uh probably Jesus. I have a lot Jesus. of Jesus trauma, so yeah. <laughs> you know what? That makes that makes two of us. I think we're gonna be good friends after yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> um what engages you? Um art. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A any any particular bits that you wanna sort of highlight or, or 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 enlighten us to? I mean, I just like, I like all art forms. So just like, I, I like film, I love like paintings, museums, books, anything where someone created it and then just, yeah, I just yeah. love art. Epic. What disengages you? Uh, probably dry people, people who like, <laughs> who like ramble on and on without like getting the other person's chance to speak. That's, that's <laughs> definitely like the turn off for me. Oh, you're definitely on the wrong podcast then. Oh, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> You told me to talk, so I was like, yeah, this is yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah. Um, what sound or noise do you love? What sorry, what what? Oh, what sound or noise do you love? What sound or noise do I love? Oh, oh, the sound of people laughing at my jokes. Yeah. 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 Uh yeah. And what sound or noise do you hate? My mother's voice. <laughs> we are we have so much more in common. We're gonna be good friends oh. now. Okay, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. I think you're going to love this next question. Everyone loves question seven. What is your favorite curse word? Oh, well, I mean, fuck still. I'd still say fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely my favorite. Yeah. yeah. The most versatile of the swear words. Yeah. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, I mean, if, if, if taking stand up and writing off the table, I would say directing. I think directing is fascinating. Mm -hmm. But I just don't have the time to. I've chosen a certain path, so but directing yeah. would be like film see. directing and that sort of thing. Oh yeah, like film directing for sure, yeah. like shows or whatever. Yeah, yeah. If let's say you had the time and the money, um, and you were just like um, a famous producer, um, Steven Spielberg or whatever, was just like Jeremiah, direct this for me. 
and you, you could do anything what what would you pick what would you what would you want to direct oh man i think i i have an idea for like a show but like i think i just want to direct like some like say something like indie or something like just make some but make shoot it beautifully kind of deal yeah i just i really i just have a love of like just beautifully filmed uh shows and movies yeah yeah all right what profession would you not like to do uh i worked when i was younger i did like construction manual labor kind of stuff so i wouldn't know i know that's an absolute no for me yeah yeah fair dues. and if you could only say one statement to any one person what would that statement be and who would that person be oh man i'd say finish the book george <laughs> that's what i'd say yeah <laughs> finish the book george there we are i'm gonna tweet yeah. at him now has he got twitter he might have yeah, he does. Yeah, he actually does. Yeah. <laughs> I will tweet at him and I will be like on the podcast. <laughs> well, everyone tweets that at him. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeremiah, remind us again, uh, where can we find your book and what are your uh, upcoming tour dates? Uh, yeah, uh, the book can be found at www.jeremiah.com uh, or on Amazon if you just look up Hive the Arcane Volumes. Uh, yeah upcoming tour dates i'm just doing a little tour just uh i'll be doing the 22nd 23rd and 24th just in uh victoria nanaimo and duncan british columbia epic um, yeah all right jeremiah thank you for taking the time um i'll let you go back to sleep now yeah, uh, thank you. yeah. <laughs> and um of course you can also follow this show uh on all of the various social medias uh we are on uh twitter at um tom meets people uh, we are on, uh, I beg your pardon, we are we are on Twitter as Tom Meets People. Uh, we're on Instagram as Tom underscore meets underscore interesting underscore people. Uh, I make TikToks where I, I'm just incredibly sad on there at Meets Interesting People. And uh, we've also got our YouTube channel, which is Tom Meets Interesting People. Uh, so check us out on there. Subscribe to us on whatever platform you might be on spotify stitcher apple podcasts google takes forever to upload so if you're if you're if you're if you're listening to this on google podcast uh how is 2026 yeah <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much for listening everybody and that is us and we are ew. you have just listened to an episode of tom meets interesting people if you'd enjoyed the show and would like to take part or you know somebody who would make a great guest, please email me at tommeetsinterestingpeople at gmail.com and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Guests may provide audio content that helps to demonstrate their work. Guests have given permission for this work to be played through the use of a release form that they have signed. It is the understanding of this podcast that the material that they provide does not infringe on the copyright of others. All other rights reserved. Copyright 2022.